BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Our one bet we make, we'll watch yeah. this video a year okay. from now, is I Ooh. think I think Kaladin survives. I'm 100% confident that Kaladin's dead. He, it'd be a dead boy. Then what's our stakes, Richard? Okay, I went through weird periods with Zeth where at first very interested, then became less interested in him. I'm just like, I am now excited. To yes, you're always down for bald representation in, in literature. <laughs> Us bald men need to unite and stick up for each other. Yeah, you know, I see the archetypes. It's either the bald guy is the eunuch slash priest type or the badass assassin, <laughs> James, not James Bond. What's the right term? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel slash what's the other bald guy? The Jason Rock. Statham, The Rock. So there's a lot of... There's two archetypes. Basically, Fast and Furious or... No Monk. dick. No <laughs> dick. Just eunuch, priestly little... <laughs> See, that, that's why I need to get muscle. It's, I need to make sure it's unconfused. <laughs> I'm the muscle type of bald man, not right. the dickless bald man. <laughs> I think we... Ri... <laughs> Just keep going. Richard of Deuteramble, dickless. <laughs> <laughs> dickless of Shinovar. Dickless of... <laughs> Richard of Deuteramble, dickless of Shinovar. Wore blue on the day he was to record a podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another Tudor Ramble episode. I'm your host, Austin. And I'm Richard. And we got an announcement. Stormlight Book 5, baby! Woo! What's the name, Rich? <laughs> Tell the audience. Knights of Truth. And justice. N not even close. Nope. <laughs> you said that. You said that. No. With, you said that with, said such, with, with such confidence. I almost believed you. Knights of wind and truth. Almost did it. <laughs> Damn it! I'll get well, it. You have the original title. So Sanderson originally wanted it to be Knights of Wind and Truth. Now it's and going like wind and truth. Yes, because he realized it's a mouthful and went, nah, let's let's cut that. Because yeah. one of your least favorite series, it's like name of the wind. Like too many ofs and thes, right? You don't like that stuff. <laughs> so he just goes wind and truth. How's, it sounds like a good title. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So Sanderson announced, obviously, we just finished Rhythm of War, came out 2020, or was it 2020? So this yeah. episode, we are going to be going over our biggest predictions for Stormlight Book 5, so there will be spoilers. Spoilers up to Book 4 of the Stormlight Archive. Yes. And so that's going to do us awful for the algorithm. People are going to have to click off who now. Who cares? We can start Stormlight. That's what I like, man. <laughs> that's what I like because we there is the prologues actually out for Book 5, which I didn't read yet. Me either. I, I okay. just wanted to... I yep. didn't want to spoil it. I want, when I read Stormlight, I will start at the very beginning and go all the way through and yes. it will be satisfying. Same thoughts. Same mm -hmm. thoughts. And this is the little blurb we get for book five, okay? This is the information that came out to our release, and Sanderson said, the book is coming out Friday, December 6th, 2024, which, for all you watching out there, Richard, we are committing to going to Dragonsteel. We are. Oh, hell yeah. 2024 Dragonsteel, you know, your two-to-ramble hosts will be there. That so be our... if you guys want to 
meet us. We can do a little meetup while we're there, but we are committing to going there. That could be our Rambler meetup with our patrons as well, Rich. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this blurb for the book, it says, Dalinar Colon has challenged the evil god Odium to a contest of champions, and the Knights Radiant and the nations of Roshar have a mere 10 days to prepare for the worst. The fate of the entire world and the Cosmere at large hangs in the balance. So I was looking into a bunch of prediction theories people on the internet have, predictions mm -hmm. I have. I know you have predictions as well. Maybe some areas we want it to go. Who's going to die? Who's going to live? We're going to go through uh, each character's Kaladin, oh, yeah. Dalinar, Shal Sh Shalon, Yesna. We're finally saying the name's kind of right, but you ready to do that? Eventually. I'll still say the name's wrong. I I I've always had it in my head. And it's hard to override the name I've been saying in my head. It is. Even when you listen to the audiobook, too. But I feel like the audiobook's wrong. Yeah. I feel like Sanderson's wrong. <laughs> Sanderson's got it wrong. <laughs> so what, what do we know so far about book five, other than that blurb? So we end off with book four with Odium now. Odium's on, on the ropes, and both him and Dalin are, set, are sick of the war and just want it done. And so now they've... Uh, Dalinar was able to convince Odium, the previous Odium, for a contest of champions. And then at the end of book four, we had the little switcheroo with Teravangian. Now he's Odium, and he figured out there's a loophole. There's something in there. He was upset at first and then realized, oh, actually, there's a way for me to win this. So we don't know what's going to happen there. It'll be a contest of champions. Each side picks a champion. There are some rules around it. And then they will fight. And whoever loses... Like, it's honestly a I can, weird... I, I can describe the yeah. exact thing. I have it here. Go ahead. This is... So, on the 10th day of the new month, which is 10 days from where the book just ended. So, mm -hmm. in 10 days, this, this next book is going to go through. Well, we don't know if the 10 days will be the whole book or if it's the first part of the book. We'll talk about predictions there. But on the 10th day of the new month, they would each appoint a willing champion who would be allowed on the top of Urethiru, unharmed by either side, to fight to the death. If Dalinar's champion won, Odium would return to Alethkar and Her would return Alethkar and Herodaz to the coalition, fulfilling Dalinar's oath to the Mink. If Odium's champion won, he would keep those two nations and Dalinar would serve his interests in the wider Cosmere as a fused. In either case, Odium would remain bound to the Rosharan system, but would keep the other lands he had won and be able to send agents to the wider Cosmere, and both leaders would be required to enforce the peace to the best of their ability. Additionally, at least some of the protections specified for Hoyd and Dalinar's initial proposal seem to be in effect. So it's not an end-all, be-all. Yeah, it's, it's an odd thing of even if Dalinar loses, it's not the end of the world for the humans on Roshar. Let's talk about the Contest of Champions first, who we think is going to be the champions. Right after, I want to catch people up and catch you up with what we know about Book 5 almost for sure. Yeah. And what we know is that it will be Zeth's point of view. Oh, not, sorry, Zeth will be the main protagonist where we get his flashbacks, mm -hmm. which I'm so excited for because we know so little about Shinovar and his strange, mysterious past, and it's been four books. Yeah. I Okay, I went through weird periods with Zeth where at first very interested, then became less interested in him. I'm just like, this... Not interested in his moral struggle, then started getting questions again. So I'm, I am now excited. To yes, you're always down for bald representation in, in <laughs> literature. <laughs> Us bald men need to unite and stick up for each other. Yeah, you know, I see the archetypes. It's either the bald guy is the eunuch slash priest type, or the badass assassin <laughs> James, not James Bond. What's the right term? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel slash what's the other bald guy? The Jason rock. Statham. The Rock. So there's a lot of there's two archetypes. Basically, Fast and Furious or. No Monk. dick. No <laughs> dick. Just eunuch, priestly little... <laughs> See, that, that's why I need to get muscle. It's, I need to make sure it's unconfused. <laughs> I'm the muscle type of bald man, not right. the dickless bald man. <laughs> I think we... Ri <laughs> Just keep going. Richard of Tudoramble, dickless. <laughs> <laughs> dickless of Shinovar. Dickless of <laughs> Richard of Tudoramble, dickless of Shinovar. Wore blue on the day he was to record a podcast. <laughs> 
we we find ourselves funny sometimes. Yeah, no, I don't hey. know if people enjoy that's, that's people great people come to booktube <laughs> dick jokes. That's what we're here for. Uh, we're such child uh, children. <laughs> okay, so Sanderson says this about <laughs> I'm crying. Actually, that was great. That was a great line, Rich. Okay, so Sanderson with the, what we know about book five as well is this will be the end of the initial arc of one through five. So this is an end of sorts. And how Sanderson says at least the most recent information we have mm-hmm. is there will be like a 15-year jump going into book six yeah. from book five. Basically, we're, this is an end for our current cast of main characters and some of the side characters will now become main characters. I think one of the nuggets we were given by Sanderson is Yesna will be a main main character. We're seeing so the five he listed as possible candidates. Yeah, were Yesna, Lift, Renarin, Ash, and Tone. Mm. So including some heralds in there. So it looks like we're going to be getting more herald focus in the next five books. It sounds a lot more setup of wider Cosmere things, because yeah. especially with Yes. So the reason why Yesna kind of fits in there is the atheist of the world, which is kind of strange because God's real, but mm. she does acknowledge God-like power, just not omnipotence. Strange. Yeah. Whatever have you. But I could see her like doing world hopping and just re- yeah. throwing the atheist into basically the God's realm and God's stories. and Right. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could be. Because I think, I, I don't want to jump ahead of ourselves, but I think Yasna's surviving, especially since we have the hint toward her. Yeah going into the latter half of the five books. She has a lot more to explore with her character. Also, I don't see much of a big loss for her to die. You know what I mean? Like I get what you mean. It wouldn't be as impactful. I can't imagine, because they haven't set up too much for her in this book. Yeah, it won't hurt enough yet. It won't hurt enough. She's a fantastic character, but... you got to set it... Yeah. Sanderson has been pretty good at setting up. Like, the characters that die are actually meaningful Test. and normally LFR. there's potential there's been set up oh, death was fantastic i love that's my favorite death in a long time maybe these stories it's like my top three deaths in literature and i think it was beautifully done oh i loved it yeah, yeah. but well, we're getting we're getting off let, track. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's so here's let's do this I want to go over two big topics, then we'll go into specific character predictions. Gotcha. So the topic of the contents of champions and our predictions there, and what general the general structure of the book. Okay. And also wh- where we think the book's ending. So very first thing, who do you think is going to be the champion for Dalinar's side and the champion for Odium's side? Well, okay. We have to get right off the bat that Dalinar says he's picking himself. As his own champion. That's what he says he's going to do. However, I really do feel like Kaladin, like, he feels like the champion that you kind of always set up, so I don't know what they're going to do if he's not champion. Who knows? But I think the candidates for champion on Dalinar's side is Dalinar himself, Kaladin, maybe Adolin, but I think that would be... he uh, Being the dueler... If Adolin is, is chosen as champion, I see him dying in the, the light side Ooh, loser. And then Dalinar's effect on him, yeah. I think that would be... So if picks Adolin's picked, or I could very much see Adolin is the champion, and then before the, yeah. uh, the contest, Adolin dies, and then someone has to fill the place really quick. I feel Adolin's in a bad spot. He has a high potential to die, because it would affect many characters. Mm-hmm. But... That's his personal thought. I mean, Shalana would affect because they're yeah. they're in a relationship. Cal and him are best buds. Dale and her, so mm-hmm. he is intertwined with everybody. He very much. I think he's on the chopping block. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the glue. He's the glue, and it would be. You know how you have that that one friend in your friend group that if they're not at a social event, it's just like it man, falls apart. This yeah. is awkward. <laughs> man, Dave really does put this whole squad together. You know. <laughs> so those are the three you think. Yeah, I think so. I had five potential ones, and those were three of them. Mm-hmm. The other two I could see is I could see Zeth in a scenario where he is the champion because he's bound to down what we've seen from book four and his progress so far. And Zeth is also very capable and has night blood. Um, I'm saying that right, right? No, oh, no. So, true. That would be a very good asset, especially mm-hmm. if Odium's pulling some trick. Well, night blood has the unique ability of not being 
affected by foresight, was it? I know it just got chipped at the end of, remember that? It got chipped by Ishar's blade, mm-hmm. was it? So you might be right. We, I have to look back at my Cosmere lore a little bit. Because Renarin and anyone holding oh. Nightblood basically had had a uh, defense know. against Odium's omnipotence. Who can't actually see the future from it. Right, right. Like, so maybe yeah. maybe you honestly need Nightblood. Because mm. no matter who who is chosen, if they don't have Nightblood... Odium knows the ending, and yeah. so can can pick the right thing. Yeah, he knows, kind of like Doctor Strange, knows the outcomes, potentials, and yeah. I think so, that's how it works. Honestly, yeah, Zeth may be a great, maybe the best choice. I could see him, and lastly, I could see a Herald. Maybe the Dalinar versus Odium is them picking the, whichever Heralds they can get on their side, because we know some of the Heralds are going mad. So mm-hmm. even Odium I could see convincing a Herald that's gone crazy thinking they're fighting for honor. Mm-hmm. Or, so the five potentials Cal, Ad, Ad, Adeline, Adeline uh, himself, Dalinar, Zeth or a Herald, do you think that's a fair surmise of if it's anybody else it would be such a whoa, what? It'd be a weird thing I honestly think the lowest on that list is the Herald because yeah. this is supposed to be the big battle the big ending it would be weird of just throwing in a Herald that we don't really know that well Like, is that if you're reading this battle scene from it's two heralds that we don't really care about as much. Yeah. He Sanderson could throw us a loop for, I want to go right back to this, but Jake Bishop on YouTube says this, and I thought this was uh, in a really exciting prediction he made about the structure of this book and where it could be a herald in the mm-hmm. situation where he says he thinks in the five part structure of the final book, the end of part three will be the battle. It won't be the whole book. Mm. It's not like the 10 days is going to span from part one all the way to part five, then ends and you have a little epilogue. He thinks the end of part three, Delinar's in the, and Delinar dies. Or he thinks that the, the good guys will lose, whoever it is. And then parts four and five are basically 600 pages of craziness as they try to scramble a Pyrrhic victory of shit we lost. Because the, the, actual, the actual statement of the clause is, hey, um, you have, the Delinar and Odium have to try to keep the peace as much as possible. That's not a guarantee of peace. That's your side loses. Oh, crap. Uh, but then everybody else on your side is just going to go all haul ass and trying to win and trying to Ooh. hold down Oshar. So Jake Bishop's predicting that Odium, Odium's champion will be Ashar, the Herald, um, fighting, thinking he is Honor's champion and killing Dalinar, thinking Dalinar's Odium's champion because the Heralds, as we know, are going absolutely, things going are lost, crazy. they're going crazy. So that's what he thinks. I thought that was a cool way. What I really do agree with is I don't think the structure of book five will be part five is the battle. I, I'm going to go out in there and say I agree with that. We have precedent of the double, the double conclusion, the big two endings with like Oathbringer where we had two big climaxes of the book. One in Kolinar. Yeah. And then last in um, the island of, T, starts with a T, um, losing it. I'm never good with names. Don't don't depend on me. The people names. with the long white eyebrows that hang down. <laughs> yeah. But point being is the fact that this has been so it's so obvious of a setup and yeah. that it's the thing that's most talked about. It would be weird to just kind of end it where everyone expects. Right. I, I actually agree with you. I think probably part three, maybe part four type deal. Imagine, imagine there's a 10 days time skip and the first chapter is the battle. Oh my God. Like, how thrilling would that be? What the? Well, hey, we <laughs> talked about, we talked about Honor and Dalinar's champion. Yeah. Who do you think Odium's champion is going to be? So I have a list here okay. of who I think. And the one thing I agree with Jake Bishop, again, I was looking at predictions online. This is one thing he said that has to be true is whoever Odium's champion is, the reader has to think, Holy crap, we are screwed. You have to have that moment, you know, at the end of Way of Kings where Zeth was coming for Dalinar. Mm-hmm. You go, oh my God, how does Dalinar get out of this? You have to have that champion from Odium that you go, how the hell do our heroes actually win this? And that's why Jake Bishop, he says it'll be a herald. He thinks it'll be Ashar. Because who's more fearful than the guy that chipped Nightblood? Who's, who's su- you need a powerful opponent that, hey, if Cal go, if it's Kaladin versus Moash, which Moash could be a champion, but I Moash, don't see that. Moash is not scary enough. 
no. he, he is too much of a pawn in the game to be a threatening champion. Mm-hmm. Sanderson could make anything work, but if it's Moash, I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that, Sanderson. So the Kaladin versus Moash seems like it could be a battle, but I don't think it will be the, the battle of champions. Now, there's the other of Odium could present to now another uh, another herald and now has the fifth um the fifth ideal where he says he is the law and that's the fifth ideal he swore and odium can maybe convince now that i i am on the side of the law you have all infiltrated roshar from your planet of like the reason the knights radiance all left is because you are the invaders if you want to uphold the law of roshar and he could convince now to be on his side so something about I, I think Odium's champion could be a herald because it needs to be super threatening for our side. The other option is, what, what's the uh, Parshendi, the Voidbringer's name, L? Is it? Um, I'm trying to remember the threatening Parshendi that it would be. It could be a Voidbringer, but I don't... I, I'm more afraid of a herald fighting our hero because those have been built up as the most threatening how the hell do you beat these beings and especially if they're crazy and now now has been put in the book enough for several books now little things of we had that one that one intermission part where he killed him remember the name ym he went and killed that person we had now edge dancer edge dancer he's he's built up in there now we see in rhythm of war and so now has been put in enough to where i'm going hmm what's why is sanderson Referencing now this much, where I think now is going to play a part in that, and he might be a champion for one of the sides. Mm. That's what I think. But who do you think the champion will be for Odium? And what's that little smirk mean? I personally, my my crackpot theory. I love. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell you? No, no, I know it. I think I know what we're about to say. Okay. For so the mashup I see happening is for Dalinar's side. It is Zeth. That is chosen. Yeah. And for Odium's side, it is Dalinar's grandchild. Yep. G- Gavilar. Yeah, Gavilar. Uh, Gavilar. Yeah, Gavilar. Being chosen. I and it. that would be the ultimate con- where Zeth has no qualms about killing a child. Like, actually would do it. Like, mm-hmm. that's the one sen- scenario where Dalinar's like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm going to win. And then interferes with it. And basically what Odium would try to do is make Dalinar break the rules. And Dalinar saves his grandchild, saves Odium's, and interferes with the battle, which means the whole contest is off. And meaning, Odium, now Teravangian, can now go full raid and like actually wipe it all out. Yeah. That's my that- thought, is forcing Dalinar to break the rules of the of the challenge that is very similar but you have a different twist on it then there's the baby champion theory that's going around on on forums where they think it'll be dalinar versus gavin gavin gavilar his grandchild they think that dalinar will have to kill his grandchild and won't do it mm-hmm. and hence it being a tie then odium wins in the stalemate there's no peace well, no, so. but here's the thing mm-hmm. if it is dalinar then that means like he has free reign he's in the duel whether he lose or wins like it doesn't break the rules what happens if it's dalinar's yeah. outside the the one of the rules is he cannot interfere mm-hmm. the main thing is yes. pointing he needs to be oh i, I love your theory the, mm-hmm. the other theory is saying that dalinar will refuse to kill his grandchild in the fight mm-hmm. hence nobody winning and he leaves the fight that's it over so that is a theory now it does subvert that epic battle we're looking for. Sure. So it would be more of a mental struggle and mean something for our character of Dalinar. Is it, do the ends justify the means? And that would be a point, poignant moment. So I do like, I would like, whatever Sanderson does, I'm going to fawn over. Like, you know me. As soon yeah. as the book comes out, Tudor Ramble, like we're going to have 10 <laughs> videos a week going, ah, Sanderson's the best. And then, you know, get the, every single view yeah. we can. So, I, I like the thought of it. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it's not though. I think here's the thing. I think we could still get our battle with that. Is that happens and immediately now, mm. the piece is broken. Champ, the whole champions duel is off, and you know Kaladin and they're all sitting there watching the battle. It's off, and now Odium goes, all right. We're free to go. And then immediately after that, 
the the truce is broken, mm-hmm. battle ensues. Immediate. I, I could mean, see like could you we see could still chap- get our cool battle. Chapter one being Dalinar looks down as Zeth is about to slay Gavilar. Just right off the bat, he <laughs> skips the ten days. There's no way that happens. But yeah, that's a little bit like, hey, you sure. built this thing up and yeah. it immediately assaulted. Yeah, no way. Yeah, that's probably. just that's just me being stupid. But <laughs> I do agree with the end of part three. Probably will be the contest of champions because now we have to look at before we go into specific characters where they're all ending. How do you think the actual book? will end will it be happy sad mm. bittersweet what will be the result of the end of stormlight at least this arc i think it's definitely going to be door number three i don't think it's you know dalinar wins or odium wins outright it's going to be somewhere of option number three of dalinar wins part three and then stuff stuff ensues and it's a tainted win or odium so, odium wins in part three yeah and they cr- they like claw back some semblance of victory afterward that pyrrhic victory that jake bishop was talking about because you have the option of your all is lost moment in the book where you have that bottom pit and how do you get out of it could be they lose the contest of champions mm-hmm. and everything's done and how do you recover from that? How do you have somewhat of a bittersweet ending after that? Seems like a likely scenario. Do you see a scenario where... The, yeah, do you see a scenario where Dalinar wins the Contest of Champions? And, or does it seem very likely that it's built up that Dalinar loses? Because if I'm putting my bets, mm-hmm. if I'm putting my bets, it's a more interesting plot and it's a more gut-wrenching and heartbreaking loss to try to recover from, I think... Because I could also see the flip side, like what you're saying, and Dalinar's side wins, but that doesn't end it, and there's still more to come. But that's definitely it, not it, as yeah. interesting. And it seems too easy of a, an out. There has to be more there. Well, the thing to focus on is there is something. There is a loophole in the rules that Teravangian found that there is something in there where he has a good shot at almost guaranteeing a victory for mm-hmm. his side. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a thing where, yeah, he doesn't care about the champion duel anymore because he figured out a way to subvert it. So almost like it could be just the red herring where he doesn't even care who he puts as a champion to immediately lets Downer have that victory because he's going to subvert something. Right. And okay. there, there, there could be like that, that rug pull moment where... Yeah. Odium is cheating, basically. Or doesn't cheat, of course. Doesn't break the rules. Yep, yep. That's possible. And it would definitely be a shocking moment to just undercut that whole duel scene. Right. But yeah, I do think Dalinar losing and becoming a... Um, fused. A fused. Oh. That could be real interesting. Especially, <sighs> imagine all the scenes of fused Dalinar and Navani. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That would be rough because we just now have like their relationship is going pretty well. Things yeah. are going well for Dalinar. Gotta knock him out. It's just the world's bit. ending. That's all. Just yeah. the, the Cosmere. It's just relationships. Great. Oh yeah. <laughs> you could get through a lot if you're doing personally well. You mm-hmm. know, no matter what's going on in the world. You know, I it's had, all pretty good. It's, it's not bad. Well, oh, oh, you want to make it real spicy? Oh, give me. Dalinar is. He chooses himself as champion. And then Gavilar is Odium's champion. And then Dalinar decides to kill Gavilar. And then you have Navani just watching. Oh, man. <laughs> like you going, know, oh. <laughs> yes. that, that's a personal relationship problem there. Like, oh, you you killed my, uh, my grandchild. And you're also my husband. Mm, this is going to. It's going to sting a bit. You know, Don't know if I can deal with this. This is why Sanderson is one of the goats. This is why Stormlight is so goddamn genius. Hmm. It can one, go anywhere. Well, one, it can go anywhere. It's, I don't know. I don't know. We have some thoughts, and we think, oh, here, here's who could be Odium's or Dalinar's champion. I have, some more, I have some more firm thoughts on where the characters are going. I have some firm predictions. Oh, same. Though, 
no matter what the outcome is, I trust Sanderson with all of my being. I just know he is the perfect one to end this story. I've I've read a couple of his now conclusions with comes to other Mist other stories. Yeah, yeah. He ends it. He makes a pretty damn good ending. Very satisfying endings too. So every single book, he's known for his stor- his Sanderlanches. He's known for making those epic endings. If you read The Way of Kings and someone that doesn't love it a couple hundred pages in and then has to read the full thing and going every second was worth it. Mm-hmm. He, he is the guy to finish this job. He finished your wheel of time. <laughs> he, oh, God. <laughs> 200 something page battle. <laughs> 200 page chapter. Sanderson is him and. I, I can't wait to see what happens. So let's let's go specific characters. Okay. How Which about, one do you want to start with? I think we have to start with our guy Cal. We start with Cal. Let's do our three main characters and mm-hmm. we'll do a little bit of side predictions and then go All from right. there, okay? Kaladin. Oh, he a dead boy. He dead. I I've already written him off of there's no chance in hell that he lives through book five. I actually dis- Absolutely none. I actually disagree. Why? Uh, Everything said he's going to die. He <sighs> want, here's the thing. Okay. The beauty of book book one, he wanted to die at like just throwing his life away due to depression. And then book five, he spends his life in a meaningful act for others. I think it. It's not him giving up. It's him giving his life for others. It, that's Kaladin. Kaladin is always giving, giving, giving. I get you. And book five, <clears throat> that, he gives. That's why I think he shouldn't die. Is his arc. Kaladin's almost set up like, oh, you think he'll make the heroic sacrifice. I think Kaladin and his arc will realize there is no honor in, like, a, not just useless sacrifice, but the heroic sacrifice. Of the most you can do to protect people is live to continue to protect. And his depression arc and everything he's going for could almost seem a little cheapened. I, I'm, whatever Sanderson does, I'm good with. But. If I'm just thinking overall, meta, let's meta this. Mm-hmm. If Kaladin dies in book five and he's going through all this depression and you see his mental battle throughout all of these books and now he can kind of die and live in peace, that sort of thing, maybe a better character arc for him and something that's further is he gets to live and actually live. Yes, he failed Tien. He failed his brother. He failed his friends. He failed Taft. He, all these people are dead. But what good is it if your life if you also die in the end maybe the lesson is for cal that there's all this guilt he has to deal with almost like dalinar had to deal with that guilt in his past and he had to deal with he he killed it's the next step is the only step the man can take so i think a bit of what cal can go through in book five is he's in a moment where he has to decide to make the sacrifice but I think someone sacrifices for him. Maybe it's Syl. Maybe it's Adeline. Maybe someone finally protects Ooh. Cal. So imagine that, where Cal is the one protecting and saving and trying the whole time. And turns out to end sometimes when you have depression. Sometimes when you're going through all this mental struggle, it takes... Cal's always the one protecting others. Maybe his lesson is, it's finally you let someone else protect you for once. The thing is, we've kind of had that with Teft. Like this character arc of Teft came out better on the other side, kind of got over some of his hurdles, and then once he did completed that character journey, cut down by Moash to add more fuel to to, Cal. yeah. to Cal's battle. Like, yeah. Do you see that happening again? <laughs> and like then Sill dies? Like that would be rough. <sighs> Sill dying. Rough. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I I'm just thinking I of just the, I yeah. don't the biggest emotional pull would be Kaladin dying. It would be the biggest pull. I think it's been set up sufficiently. There's always the hope, like, oh, there's more he could do. He ha- he's gone through all this. It would be so tragic. And also, he's the champion guy. Once the champion stuff's out, like, what's what is Cal's journey after the fighting? Well, think about this. This is why this fresh thought has come in mind as well. Very slight. I'm not going to spoil the actual movie, but very slight thing on Godzilla. Godzilla minus one here. Okay. Uh, like, do, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening at home, skip like 30 seconds if you don't want spoilers for that movie. It's just the meta message of it. The message from Godzilla minus one at the end is going, yes, this hero who was a kamikaze pilot and going and will a coward at first and has to overcome that and then going to fly the plane into Godzilla. There was no point in making the useless 
sacrifice. So life, life is priceless. It is worth living. That message of the story. I was kind of intertwined that with Cal of going, th- there's another lesson to be learned for Cal. I don't think his character arc is quite over yet. For example, he, he still hasn't sworn his fifth ideal. What is that? Mm-hmm. Now, first ideal was life before death, strength. And by the way, you can come back. I'm done with Godzilla minus one stuff. <laughs> uh, life before death, strength before previous journey, before destination. What's the first one in that? I mean, life before death. Life before death. That's the motto of, of all radiance. And then he goes, I will protect those who cannot protect themselves as a second. Then he goes, I will protect those I hate so long that it is right. And by the way, Teth's third, which was even if the one I hate the most is myself, was goddamn genius. And then that, that, that brought it the, to your. Yes. That, that was like, that was a, that was a choker. That moment. was a little bit too relatable for Richard and I. <laughs> <laughs> God, Teft, you're me. You are. Li- he is literally he me. Is me. <laughs> and then the fourth ideal, I accept that there will be those I cannot protect. And maybe the fifth one going with that is I will accept that I sometimes need protecting or something of the sort that life actually committing to the life before death. It's the, it's the opposite message of all those, you see a bunch of war movies, you see a bunch of things that are just, you know, the heroic sacrifice. We've seen a bunch of times where you make the heroic sacrifice, you, you protect your loved ones by doing so. What about the different thing of you can protect people? And, oh, go ahead. I just added on to this. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be like a Sanderson to do what you're saying, mm-hmm. where he decides not to make the heroic sacrifice mm-hmm. and that is still killed at Said no. But you see, that's my thoughts. And how about this? Our one bet we make, we'll watch yeah. this video a year okay. from now, is I Ooh. think I think Kaladin survives. I'm 100% confident that Kaladin's dead. He, it'd be a dead boy. Then what's our stakes, Richard? What's... How about this? Ooh. A year from now, when the book comes out, and we're doing our review of book five, mm-hmm. we come on the podcast, and maybe one, let's, let's start, maybe it's a dinner. Maybe we owe the other, like, a steak. We have a lot of those already going. Okay, how about something else? Uh, some, something at Dragonsteel, maybe? Because we can get the book, I think, at Dragonsteel. Like, it'll be released then a little earlier than... Because right, how about this? In November. Yeah, how about this then? Commenters, everybody watching down below, let us know what the bet should be between Richard and I. That's a and good we, idea. We yeah, let's pick let's the... offset the <laughs> mental decision and all the work, the mental load onto audience. That is audience. Oh, that's your purpose. That's your existence. Is <laughs> to take things away from us. Good. Whatever the best one is, Richard and I will make that bet, and it could be something we have to do with Dragon Steel. Yeah. Whatever it is. Richard and I will pick the best one. Here we go. Best um, best one, and like the comment. So whatever the yep. challenge is and the bet is, like that comment to and shoot it to the top. We will also give that person complete credit when we do the of actual course. whatever the bet is. Oh, this is fun. So I'm, I know I'm winning. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> there's, not a, there's not a snowball's <laughs> chance in hell that Kaladin lives. The, the amount of sweat that will be on my book going, come on, survive, you bastard. <laughs> I owe him $5,000. Why was the, that the top comment? <laughs> we're getting to the end. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> He's living. Cal, he still Cal's alive? got two more chapters to die. <laughs> then what if there's the ambiguous part of where Cal dies but comes back? Or like, wh- what do we do there if there's a situation where Kaladin has a somewhat death? Oh, then then it's a tie. It's a no, no, no. Oh, okay. Lives by end of book, meaning like maybe he potentially can come back, but he dies at the end of the book. If he's still alive by the end of the book, okay. So like you know, if he dies and comes, comes back, back or some sort of then that doesn't count. He's still alive. Okay, but if he dead dead by end of book yeah. with you know the whole Yesna thing where she was like in the yeah in the post thing, like, maybe she's alive. Then that's doesn't count. Okay. But if he dead dead, okay. I'm just thinking, because what if there's a place where he becomes honor? I'm just throwing out something crazy. I think he, that still counts as dead. Still counts. He as died, dead. and he now is oh, okay. incorporating like the godly role. Because like Teravanchu, would you say like he died? Oh, I don't know. I think I consider him alive. But like he's lost his corporeal human. Yeah, he's form. not he is now. He's not his human form. But he's a god. Teravanchu's mind is still there. So that's what we have to clarify for the bet. Sure. How about, how about if it's an in-between neither of us because there's too much gray area? 
Or we both just have to do or it. Or we both. Okay. The gray okay. area, it's either we both do it, neither do it. But if it's a clear death or clear live, then yep. that's where the bet is. Because I could see there being a situation where it's like, did he? He de-? becomes the new honor. I, something like that. Yeah. Because that's a gray area. I, Especially with like Sill, Sill being the daughter of honor. And sure, I could see something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that will caveat that. But or, you know how Nail <laughs> says like his fifth ideal, I am. Yeah, I am that, justice. So Cal could say I am I, I honor. Am honor. Yes. And then he becomes honor. That's a legit theory. Yeah. So what that that gray that area too we'll obvious. Yeah. But anyway. Let, let's push that to the back burner. So move we, on we to have the a next one. Next one. Dalinar. Dalinar are we gonna save Dalinar for last? Actually, before Dalinar, Sill. Do you think Sill's making it? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I could see Syl becoming honor. Really? Like, taking her taking her father's place. Mm. You know, she was her father's favorite child or one, you know. Yeah. One of Honor's children. I could see that happening. Also, Syl dying would just bum Kaladin out a bit. Yeah. That would Kel's gone through a bit. You can add some more. Add some more trauma and sadness to Kaladin's pile. Oh, man. But I don't know. I could see either way. Yeah, I could see. What do you see, think? I could see either way. I almost see my leading theory is still sacrificing herself for Kaladin some way. I don't know how. Mm. Something like that. Something like that. But there's not a clear enough. She's not a main enough character to know what arc she would have, or still doesn't really have that dynamic arc in each book, like our Kaladin does, Shalon, Dalinar. So we'll, let's go on to one of those main characters. Do you want to save Dalinar for last? Yeah, let's go with Shallon. Okay. Shalon. Let's go with Shalon, yeah. What do you think about her? Because I have one thing I think is definitely happening, but I don't know how she'll get there. I'll be honest. Her wrap-up in book four was a little quick for me. So that was, I think, my biggest criticism with Rhythm, Rhythm of War is the whole multiple personality disorder was both accelerated in book four and then kind of immediately solved in book four. Like, I think, I don't know. It, it was a little rushed for me. I, I have no idea where her character journey is supposed to go now because the whole mer- multiple personality thing is done. You thought that was going to go on to book five originally because there was a lot of... I thought know. there was going to be mm-hmm. tied more. This is the big thing that's been set up for multiple books. Right. I get you. Where does she go from here? I'm I have not a prediction. Sure. What are your thoughts? So, two thoughts on Shalon. Mm-hmm. The first thought is I don't know how she'll get there, but I think she is being set up to work innately with the Ghost Bloods and the Cosmere is a larger whole. I think she'll world hop. I think she will get wherever her ending is. I don't think she dies. I think she survives but doesn't stay in the Rosharian system. I think she becomes a larger part of the Cosmere in some way. And we'll see hints of her in future books that he writes. And she'll become that kind of character because she has been since book one tied in with these ghost bloods who we've now found out are these interworld, the world hoppers, world hoppers. So she will in some way get there. I think her character. That's a good prediction. Yeah. I think with that prediction, sides that probably means our best boy Adeline is dead. Oh, no, you're right. You know what I mean? We're world hop together. No. No, (laughs) No, right. If Adeline dies, I riot. <laughs> Best boy. Oh my god, Adeline might die. There's a strong There's chance. A very strong chance. Because he's just he's just a solid dude. What what arc does he need other than dying so someone else's arc could be? Because here's the thing, he doesn't need to be king of Alethka. That's already Yesna. That's already Yesna. God damn. I, yeah. I know Sanderson, you're <laughs> done with the book, but can you unwrite Adeline dying, please? I oh is that more of a guarantee that Adeline's dead I, I, than Kaladin? I think the I have the most likely to die list is Moash. Yeah, Moash. Moash like, there's nothing. Moash is dying. Like, I, uh, do you want to? Honestly, he may just kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think he's gonna get killed. He's just gonna be like, well, that's it. One of those. May, maybe he just has a sad depression. His life. Maybe he just. I don't know. He's dying. There's no redemption sort of, arc for him. He's done. He's, he's, done. he's gone. And Adeline. Oh, That's boy. That's my most likely die. And I have yeah. I have another person I'll say later. But then, okay. obviously, some of the Voidbringers, I think, are going to die. But, but not them, talking yeah. about enemies. As far as heroes go, 
Adeline mm-hmm. is definitely the most likely in all scenarios because he's intertwined <laughs> with all of the important characters and it would hurt so much from everybody's point it of view. It would hurt and also make the endings interesting for the characters. It completely. Sh- Shalad now has less of a tie to Roshar and can now leave with the ghost blood. God damn, you're right. That That, that is a big reason for me. Mm-hmm. Then definitely would hurt, would hurt down or would, maybe set up better for Renarin for his now mm. new character where he's now the son like he's been in the shadow of Adeline that's all why this he time. takes a step forward in the following five books where he gets a point of view character most likely now he has to step up because, oh. his, because his brother's gone and does that make more sense now where Adeline could be the potential person for the duel where Dalinar's gonna do it and Adeline says dad yeah I was made for this dad I got this and then her oh my god so well, thing is there, okay with Adeline specifically yeah the the one thing he's been set up to do mm-hmm. for the especially with the past book is bringing back the um what bringing Spren. back bringing back the Sprens and all the Sprens that are dead right. he's been the, right. the big one advocating for he's the best link between humans and Spren mm. and there's been that whole weird stuff with the heralds, like trying to bring Spren into the physical realm in bodies. Yeah, right. And right. Adeline, I, I don't know, doing something like a bridge between them. Maybe he sure. dies, but becomes more Spren like. Sure. And now is that bridge. I can see something weird that he has to, in this book, he has to do something involving the saving of Spren. Mm. And repairing the bond between the dead Spren, bringing them back to life, or repairing the bond between Spren and mortals. Good point, because he is he is that tie. Yeah, and we had I forget his Spren's name. His Maya, sword. Maya. Maya. Yep, I believe you're right, Maya. And that is going to be critical for book five. Maya definitely has to come back alive at minimum, where she already is kind of talking. She already has a sort of link, and we now know that it's the Spren aren't dead permanently that they can be brought back mm-hmm. it's possible so i'm sure we'll see that happen but beyond that i think that that's that's adeline's role mm-hmm. other than that his role's to die <laughs> whereas Ugh. shalon i think she, i think shalon i think she lives and yet highest likelihood of living i think her and yesna highest likelihood mm-hmm. they're they're right there where shalon has a very high likelihood i think she'll world top there's also one other thing that this is what I found online. Okay. There's a theory out there that is pretty convincing. There's, I can't explain it properly, but to give you the gist of it, Shalon's mother is the herald Shana, Shanakra, is one of the heralds. Okay. And there, it's explained a lot better online, but they're thinking that this will intertwine with book five and part of her arc and where it goes. Is Shalon mysterious? Here's a few points of it I'll go through. A Spren came to her at a very young age. Remember, she killed her original Spren, her cryptic. Yeah. At a very young age, her whole family's tied in with, with the Ghostbloods and has a tie to all these groups for some reason. And Shalon killed her, killed her mom, killed her dad and her mom. And her mom's reaction to she's one of them. And the way she talked, there's theories going about, oh, so when Shalon killed her mother, Shanakra, and so forth... That is what actually broke the Oath Pack and caused Talon to come back to the Rosharian system. And Talon, Talon after 4,000 years, really didn't give up. He was being tortured. But the fact that Shalon killed her mother is what led to all the events. Because the, the pattern of events for Shalon is, you know, book one, she figures out, uh, was it, I killed, whatever the order was, I killed she, my... She killed her father. Killed her father, killed Spren, killed mother. And each reveal that comes, then the final reveal is, wait, I killed, I destroyed the world. I caused all this events. That's the truth. Mm. So the pattern of finding out what truth gets revealed deeper and deeper and deeper truths starts with surface level truth of, oh, I killed my dad. Oh, I killed this. And then the big reveal is, I caused the downfall of Roshar. That's the big theory. And there's a lot more to it that makes it more convincing. I'm not saying that's what I remember. Child Shalon has the biggest body count. <laughs> <laughs> She's destroying people. Destroying lives and generations. <laughs> Holy crap, Shalon. And it doesn't help that the pic- the images of the Herald Shanakra have this red hair and looks a mm. bit like Shalon. I'll put on screen what 
with Shanakra, I'm, I'm saying her name wrong, uh, but Sh- Chana. It's C-H-A-N-A is the beginning of it. Shana yeah. and what she looks like. Looks a bit like Shalon. And so that theory I was looking for, oh, that would be a reveal. So That could be. Um, what do you oh, think about that? I think it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's it's a strong adding more on adding more guilt to uh, Shalon is definitely a strong possibility. <laughs> that's that's been a pattern going on, <laughs> literally pattern pattern. Yeah. Did you do that? Per- that was smart. No, I did. Uh, <laughs> that was not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> that that would have been really good. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. It got me to think about another character that I think is strongly going to live. Like, strongly, I think going to have a much bigger role to play. In the sequel books, mm-hmm. Navani. I think she's mm. also a guarantee to live. Because I, I would think she would live before Dalinar now. She has a lot more stuff to do and mm. more as a leader. Like I see what you I mean. I don't see her death having much of an impact where her life would be far more interesting. Okay. She's up there. I don't think she breaks my top three of living, which is probably Renarin, Yesna, and Shalon. I think those three sure. make it, especially because of how Renarin has to live. Because oh, it, it would be he, so disappointing if he died. He's got. There's so much more to explore with him. Well, you know, if he died, it would be like, ah, that's kind of missed potential. I, right. I wouldn't feel incredibly bad about it because we don't have a lot of time with him and there's a lot of mm. mystery to it. So him just dying would be. Right. Eh, okay. Adeline and Dalinar feel bad. And then all the setup would just be. Eh. Speaking of that, Dalinar. Ooh, Dalinar predictions. What you got? I think he's dead too. I have him on my likely to die list. It's that either, was my other. Yeah, he dies or he goes off of Roshar. I don't think he. The very bare minimum, he is not on Roshar at the end of the book. He can't be around for the next series. No, he's he can't too be, big. Yeah. He's too big of a character to. Be the background on really anything. So if book, if the next five books after this one are focused on the other characters and them stepping up into the main character roles, Dalinar has to be gone. At the very minimum, Kaladin can have a completed arc and take the backseat role mm. where he is like the mentor character, and he can have a He's place. Zahel. Yeah, he can have a place in the sequel sequel uh, books as. A background character. He can do that. So you're it's, coming around. No. <laughs> but could you see... Possible. How happy would you be reading the next five books and just seeing Cal? Just a, like One of our characters goes, Cal's smiling in the corner. He's just like, happy. He has a life. And then occasionally, <laughs> like, oh, God, things are going down. And yeah. Cal comes, saves the day a little bit and goes like, toodles. Yeah. <laughs> just, but not just not like, I got to go catch my kid's he's, baseball He's game. your ex machina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kid's baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, see, that's an option. Like, it, he could yeah. be around. Yes, yes. Dalinar can't. No. Absolutely too cannot much be. He's too integral. So he's either dead or leaving Roshar. I have a way of how I think he might die. Okay. How okay? do you think? So just I like some parallel structure. That's mm. me. I'm a parallel structure guy. So the first ideal with every life before death, et cetera, et cetera. Second ideal for Dalinar was, I will unite instead of divide. I will bring men together. The third ideal, I will take responsibility for what I've done. If I must fall, I will rise each time a better man. And that came off of the whole fact that this this whole series started with, what is the most important step a man can take? And Dalinar figured out it's the next step. The next step is the most important man uh, step a man can take, which he learned from Gavilar. Maybe in his death, there's a line or something to go with the point of what is the last step a man can take? Not the most important, mm. but what, what is the last step a man should take before he dies? And Dalinar comes to a conclusion of what is the most, what is a meaningful death? What did this all lead to? Because he's an old man. His arc is over. He's, he's solved his internal struggle. So now living in peace and li- what, what can you do for the next generation? What's an important last step to leave everybody off on a good point? So the book begins, the whole Stormlight begins with the most important step a man can take. It's the next step. But what's the last one you step? Mm -hmm. That would be, I would love to see what message Sanderson draws from that and how he gets there. And I could be so compelled by what what he does. So I, I will leave that to you, Sanderson. Also, I think there's the option of him being the uniter that he's yeah. trying to 
trying to unite the people of Roshar, all this, where maybe starts going off Roshar and it goes on a journey to unite the Cosmere. Oh, yeah. Could also be the case. Maybe, like, oh, yeah. Can you imagine, like, oh, Odium yeah, wins? Yeah. Odium wins. And, like, he's a threat. He's stuck on Roshar for now, but he's the Cosmere big bad. And so now you have Dalinar, Shallan, and maybe somebody else going with the Ghostbloods. And, like, it won't be the Stormlight Book 5 series. Like, they'll still be on Roshar. But in the background, there will be another series where they are uniting the Cosmere against Odium. Mm. So very well could be the case Dalinar loses and some, and he has to be effused or... Or he has to unite in some way because it, he would have to work for Odium though if he lost. That's part of the agreement. So maybe something along the lines of he does die, he does work for Odium, and then the others figure out a way to make Odium break that break that pact. So then Dalinar is still dead, but mm. now free of Odium's control. Maybe because you know how we were saying Cal could become honor. Maybe Dalinar could become honor. I could see a situation like that where he that's how he becomes part of the large Cosmere. Mm. of Dalinar's now honor. Sure. Maybe. Maybe he fills that gap because we, we didn't talk... I don't know where the hell Lift and Cultivation are going. That's just such a mystery to me. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think Lift just is going to continue being. Like, I'd imagine she would live. There would be not much of a purpose for her to die. Oh, no, I think she's living. I just don't know how that's tying in to the large pot. Or Cultivation. I know Odium needs Cultivation to die. That's part of his plan. But you could totally be right. Since we know that there's another five books after this, this can't just be Odium's over, everything's done, happily ever after. There has to be a sort of ending where there's this looming threat. There's a, a there's an end of sorts, a win of sorts. I, I can very much see that the end of book five is very much a setting up for Odium is trapped, but, and now Odium has greater plans to expand into the rest of the Cosmere. And so the next five books are trying to keep them in check. And then there will be other books all tying in to like uniting the Cosmere, uniting the Cosmere. And then after that fifth book in the Stormlight, we now have our kind of Avengers Endgame type of situation. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's yeah, what yeah. Sanderson's been doing yeah, with yeah. his Cosmere work. So you could see like, End of book 10 of Stormlight, Odium escapes, and Odium is off Roshar. Then the United mm. comes around. Or, and mm, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, and maybe, maybe that's what the next five books are about, is containing Odium, or... There has to be a still a story to tell in these subsequent five books. Yeah, I mean... Unless Sanderson sees Stormlight as his, it becomes more of his Cosmere level books. Because you know, how, like, not really a spoiler, but for Mistborn, Mistborn's very much like it does deal with Cosmere stuff, but it's localized. Mm -hmm. And Warbreaker, all these little standalones are very local stories to their place in the Cosmere. And Stormlight was that until it started becoming a bit more like book four was a lot of Cosmere heavy things and a lot of integration. Maybe, and tack this onto the fact that Sanderson has talked about how he wants all of his series. He's already done it with Mistborn and he's doing it with Stormlight is moving into sci fantasy and moving that direction. You can very much see that book six and all starts going into Cosmere level the connections. Right. So what do you think about the the stormlight going into the wider co becoming yeah. becoming Sanderson's Cosmere story rather mm -hmm. than Roshar story. I think you're right because this, this is Magnum Opus. This is his. I said that right. Finally, I usually say Magnus. It's Magnum. Opus. Magnus. Yeah, <laughs> Magnus. Magma. It's his magma. <laughs> <laughs> magma. Magma. Magnus, like Carlson. That's what I keep thinking because I'm a chess person. You know, you're I'm, the chess guy. <laughs> actually, someone from our last episode when I said I played chess reached out. We're gonna play a chess game soon. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah. Oh God, I just opened up a can of worms. Don't. Everyone can't do. I can't play a thousand <laughs> chess games. Actually, no. Nobody's gonna want to. Anyways, I'm. What were you saying? <laughs> Cosmere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmere. Cosmere. So, I think you're totally right. 
because we're seeing the integration more and more as the books go on. And this next five books, we have to remember, book six isn't coming out to like 2028, 2029. These next five books... Channel will be dead by then. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> you know our bet with Kaladin? What if we're just not a channel by then? <laughs> Everyone's going. Yeah, a whole, whole year. It's gonna something's gonna happen in a year that, from now. That was rather bold of us. That was we're, bold. It, it was bold. We're doing a little bit of mat. We're rolling the die. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, you're getting to good book four things. Okay. You, All you right. Like I that know I'm, where you're at. See, I'm being nice. Wheel of time. Look, I appreciate. Don't it. say I don't do things for you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I think the next five Stormlight books, it's going to take what? Way of Kings to book five here was 2010 to 2024, 14 years. Not only that, Sanderson's going to take a bit of a break after book five. He's, He's doing gonna... stuff with the Lantris world. Which, yeah, so thankfully, I am so excited for that because I want more of the the uh, seal. Emperor the, Soul type the stuff. Emperor Soul. Ooh, yeah, I love yeah. the magic system. It's great. So, so he could very well take, let's say he takes a five-year break. After twenty so twenty twenty four, it's coming out one two three four five five year twenty twenty eight. I think his plan was twenty eight twenty eight twenty twenty nine for book six. Then it'll take another decade, so we won't have finished Stormlight <laughs> until we're basically fifty. How's that make you yeah. feel? It gives me comfort, doesn't it? It's just like there's always gonna be some Sanderson books to be around, and it's all in this big continuous story that people like and care about. I don't know. That's yeah. always good, and they're not. It's not like the one story will never be completed until, you know, 2050 or mm -hmm. whatever. It's this part of the story. But he always has little series and wrap-ups. It's just like how Skyward has finished. Like, there is an ending. There's several endings along the lines. So it's not like we're never going to get an ending to anything. And so I'm no. happy. Absolutely. And Sanderson did say he's at the point now. He's mm -hmm. far enough in the series where if the worst happens and he passes, Robert Jordan passed before he could finish Wheel of Time. It's at the point where he'd have someone finish Stormlight. Mm -hmm. They would not do nearly the job he could and obviously want Sanderson to finish this all. But he was he was having this monologue or going on with Dan Wells on his podcast just saying, yeah, it's at the point now where I'm guaranteeing an ending to to everybody not just that sanderson produces so much that there's the utmost trust that he's finishing this series he's yeah. got this he i trust he's, him he has earned confidence where and here's the thing we may be waiting on stormlight book six sure like, look at us talk about book six and book five hasn't even come out yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that's how much sanderson's expectations have just floored us he's that good at producing but the thing is in between that time we'll still have bunch of sanderson books. oh plenty so he had secret novels the, the man just writes and he's yeah. and let's let's not hope it's a guarantee that book five will be the most anticipated book for us i think i can't name another 2024 not just that i can't name another book that i'm more excited for i can't name another red god no stormlight's still my favorite series Oh, yeah. Okay. Stormlight is. It's just we haven't reviewed a book in a long time. I'm very excited for Red God too with Red Rising. Mm -hmm. But Stormlight for for me because I've had some lows with Red Rising. But Stormlight for me is just that's. Man. I'm a fantasy guy as well. See, that's I would my have, thing. I would have said, "Oh, the Will of the Many." I've been looking for that book for two years now. It's out. I know, and I still haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not looking that forward to it. I've been busy. <laughs> I have mandatory no, but reads no matter, rather than fun reads. No matter how busy you are, you know we're reading that as soon as that's in our hands. No, it, That's how you know yeah. that you can't wait to devour it. Oh, no. It, it's going to be pressure because we have to have a review real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, we're reading on the plane. We're, as soon as we're heading back, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to read it at Dragon Con. Dragon Steel. Dragon Steel. But I kind of want to soak it in a bit, though. I don't want to. I don't want to speed through. I want it to take a month. You don't want us to like sit on one whole weekend. Like we put lock the basement door and we just sit in the basement for the entire weekend and read. That sounds great, but I'm no, <laughs> no. You don't want to be in a locked room with me for what? I I hardly want to be in an unlocked room with you. So locking it just makes it a little bit worse. And I think Storeblight is oh, that's gonna suck because we do need to make the content. But maybe we can stretch it out two weeks, enjoy our time, get a little bit of a maybe. 
Mm. Probably not. Or we can get an advanced copy. If we can get an we advanced copy. We could do an advanced copy. And then get an advanced month early. Take us a month to read it, digest. See, hey, reach out to Sanderson for Please. us and get him to send us an advanced copy of book five. That would be lovely. That oh, would be yeah. fine. Finally, the channel shows us some real benefit. <laughs> I was going to say to you, you know how Stormlight's going to be going until 2050 and whatnot? Just the feeling of us picking up book 10 and looking back at where we were with book four and three and seeing mm. nothing's changed in our life. <laughs> that, that, the, the passage of time, the wheel turns. And it's the same story again. And, and ages again. do not come and go. <laughs> we are we're the same. The wheel, the wheel Age stops. Age three has come around again. Weren't we just at age three? Mm-hmm. It's coming around again. Yep. What happened to age four and five and six? Eh. Nope. No. It's age three again. And you know what next age is going to be? Age three again. <laughs> <laughs> the only proper way to end off this discussion hmm. on where Stormlight Book 5 is going is where do you think the most fascinating character of all of them is ending? Venley. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Bye, all. <laughs>